0: Welcome to the Creative Tools Podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Bernadette Fahmy. Bernadette is a paper artist. She hand-cuts one-of-a-kind arc pieces from various types of paper and adds a handmade frame for hanging in a window or in a custom light box for self-illumination. She loves the intersection of light and color to beautify spaces. Hey, Bernadette, thanks a lot for visiting my podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: So let's dive right in. Uh, My first question is, what do you create?
1: so i am a paper artist and i create a a stained glass effect with tissue paper and cardstock Um, i create light boxes for people who don't have space um, in front of a window or i create custom frames to hang in front of windows as well
0: great um have your creations uh, always been dig, uh, always been something that you can hold uh, like tangible creations or you have also uh, created any digital creations?
1: No, I am the most um, physical artist ever. I just recently started using digital um, to create sketches for composition just so that there's no question for the client. Hmm. Um, I had a flip phone up until the start of the pandemic so fairly basic um, in terms of technology, but I've had to implement it and um, it's actually been very helpful. So.
0: Great. All right. So what I want to talk about in this podcast is kind of in three sections, Um, pre-creation portion, what happens before you start creating then the actual creation portion and then the post creation portion. So what happens after uh, you create? So let's talk about the pre-creation part first. Um, Mm -hmm. In that, what I want to understand is how do you receive inspiration for your creations? How do you record it? And how do you retrieve it when you actually want to use it for your
1: creations? Hmm. That's a really good question. I mostly am inspired by nature and people. Um, And so I take inspiration um, using photos of things I've found, um, talking with people. Um, I do art festivals quite often and um, talk with people quite a lot and get a lot of ideas from people that way. Um, And it's mostly stored just in my head um, or, with photos like i said um but yeah mostly mostly from nature and mostly from people
0: so uh do you at all uh, write it down somewhere or maybe in your phone or some i mean you said uh, pictures and photos like where are those pictures digital or, or actual photos
1: yeah so both um i do have film cameras, which I like to use, Um, but yeah, some on my phone as well. Um, And I carry a little notepad and some um, golf pencils with me pretty much all the time. Mm. So Mm. um, I take notes that way as well.
0: So so that's the store part uh, or the recording Mm -hmm. part of the inspiration. But then when you want to use these ideas or these inspirations for your creations, how do you make sure Mm -hmm. you find uh, them again
1: um, sometimes I don't <laughs> uh, but yeah the notes I take in my little notebook um, pretty much are uh, my go-to place and it's always in my purse or in my back pocket so it's not that far away um, and yeah they're just they're just a starting off point um, I mostly just imagine in my head what... I want the final product to be and that's sort of that's the main the main source um for sure
0: so the reason i'm asking this question is uh i'm a filmmaker and when uh when I also see, I mean, because I make films, I also watch a lot of films and watch watch, watch a lot of content. Earlier sure. when there was no streaming, uh, there were no streaming services. I used to go to like a public library and then literally take one DVD per day and then used to watch sure. it uh, at home. But now I can now watch uh, on streaming services. Um, but the thing is, I'm not necessarily making films all the time uh so my filmmaking cadence could be once in two years or once in one year um so uh but i watch almost daily so um when i receive inspiration or when i find something inspiring i keep a note of it uh, or i text it to myself or something like that uh, but my challenge is when i actually make a film and when i want to go back to something that inspired me uh the the moment of creation and the moment of recording inspiration are separated by like weeks or months or years sometimes. Mm -hmm. And um, it becomes very challenging for me to go back to the inspiration that I have recorded for myself. And sometimes I lose it completely. Um, So, uh, so have you, has it ever happened to you that you recorded something and you had use of it like, years later or months later but you lost the inspiration because um, it was recorded in like some uh, diary uh, that you have kept on your shelf uh, for many many months or years
1: absolutely yes i have ideas from 10 years ago that i still haven't made Um, yeah i don't i don't think that i've um, necessarily lost an idea but it's become lost in, in time just because I haven't had, um, I haven't had the motivation or the time, the physical time to make those lost ideas. Mm. Um, but I have, I have shoe boxes full of, of notes that, um, that I would love to make eventually at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting some, some art piece that I've wanted to make, but, um, but yeah, I think mostly I just I have physical notes that I keep for years and years and years, and I hopefully eventually will make them.
0: Um. And I, one one other thing that I wanted to ask you was, I mean, I was uh, also talking to someone, uh, some other artists as well about how they retrieve their inspiration. And few of them told me that they have like a schedule of, uh, or they have created a schedule for them like every single night before going to bed, I will go through my ideas and then figure <laughs> out whether uh, whether somebody would inspire me to create something the next day. So uh, do you do you create any schedule for going through your ideas uh, that you have uh, kept in your boxes
1: yes if i didn't have a schedule i would do absolutely nothing um yeah i'm i'm pretty highly scheduled actually just because my pieces do take such a long time um sometimes up to four months for one piece hmm. um so Every day I have something scheduled that I need to get done and also weekly and monthly as well, I have different schedules.
0: No, but that, uh, are you talking about schedules for your creations or schedules for going through your ideas?
1: Schedules for creations particularly um, and mostly because I do have clients that have uh, certain time frames but I do schedule time for myself to go through my own ideas. Hmm. I always have time um, for personal creation as well.
0: Okay, great. Uh, So now let's talk about the creation part, uh, actually Mm -hmm. creating your creations. So uh, what tools, I mean, do you use any uh, tools or do you use any technology for your creations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I feel like I've had to, join the 21st century and um, implement technology for sure. Um, I mentioned earlier that I um, create sketches um, of compositions for clients before I start working on the physical piece. Mm. Um, And I use one app in particular. Um, It's called sketchbook. um, And it's on the iPad in particular. Um, And it's, it's helped Tremendously in um, in creating those compositions, um, yeah. I didn't even know some of that technology existed before I got the app. Just being able to overlay, um, you know, hundreds of of different layers in one app is just incredible. Um, and I think besides this particular app, I think you'll be um, a little surprised by how basic the tools are that I use. Um, just an exacto knife glue tape um paper and that's it that's all all it is um aside from that i do build the frames so i have table saws and miter saws and and a router table as well but it's it's fairly basic i would say sketchbook is the most technologically advanced thing that i use
0: so the the reason you use sketchbook is do you want to pre-visualize your idea before you actually make it
1: um not me but it is it does help the client visualize it i have the finished product already in my head before i even start um but it is it is helpful for little details um for instance my last piece was the golden gate bridge and the client wanted um golden poppies in the bottom right corner. But when I had drawn it out for her, she realized that she wanted fewer golden poppies and that she she wanted them to be closer to the the viewer's perspective. Um, And so that the the use of the app really left nothing to the imagination for her. Um, And she got exactly what I gave her with the sketchbook composition sketch. So that was extremely helpful for her and for me. so yeah, it, it helps it helps quite a bit.
0: How do you make sure that whatever you sketch in sketchbook exactly appears in your physical creation?
1: Um that's a good question. I so I use the image that I create in sketchbook. Um and I, I take it and I print it and I, I physically use that to create the paper art. It's kind of like a, a template and an overlay of exactly what I'm gonna uh, come up with. Mm. It always ends up looking a little bit different just because the medium um, mm. is just completely different than a photograph. So, um, but, but yeah, I use it directly as my, as my jumping off point for the piece
0: so when you say you print it uh, do you have any size restrictions on uh, the physical creation or
1: um no in in theory no there's no size restriction my largest piece is um 6 feet wide and uh, 3 feet tall and i had no problems creating that size um that size piece Um, But I I typically talk with the client beforehand on what size they want. Um, So, yeah, in theory, there's no restriction on size. So
0: so in in this scenario where it is six six feet wide and three feet tall, uh, Mm -hmm. if you create a sketch for it in the app, uh, Mm -hmm. how would you print it? How would you print such a big uh, size?
1: Um, I typically just put the image across different sheets of paper, Mm. Um, you can do this in Word, but you size the image um, to the size that you want, whether it's 100 inches by 50 inches, whether whether or not you're working with eight and a half by 11, it doesn't matter, you can just print as many times as you need and sort of piece it together like, like a, um, like a puzzle. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's that's how I've done it. I'm sure there's a better way to do it, but that's, that's how, I've, how I've done it.
0: Okay. And uh, one thing that you mentioned uh, is something that I experience it as well. Uh, the, the creation is already in your head. So mm-hmm. um, what happens with me is when I make films, uh, I go through like two main steps uh, in creating films. One is building a prototype, uh, which mm-hmm. is my storyboard and then shaping a prototype, which is actually creating the film. And when I'm building the prototype and when I'm storyboarding the film, even though the storyboard is like really crude, the actual product is in my head, already running in my head. Um, And then when I gather the data like audio and video data, then the process is basically uncovering the creation that I'm already seeing in my head from that data, right? Um, So, and then it becomes a. um, At that time, it actually becomes kind of like a choice rather than a decision. So, Mm -hmm. I'm basically making choices on what I want and what I don't want. Uh, And then, uh, and I'm not necessarily making any decision at that point. Uh, The decision Mm -hmm. was made uh, when I built the prototype or when I created the storyboard. So, do you also uh, experience the same way uh, when you are creating? Uh, your creations
1: yeah i think um i come to certain points where i can go in one direction or the other hmm. and i definitely make choices um constantly throughout working on a piece um, i think once i've made a decision i have plenty of work until i have to make the next decision um, but yes i i do feel the same obviously, I'm speaking about my personal creations, not necessarily for pieces for a client, those decisions are um, made for me. Mm. Um, But yeah, when I'm when I'm working on my, on my, um, my personal pieces that I I use to push my own boundaries, I constantly make choices throughout the process, um, and and change my direction often
0: so when you say uh that when you are making uh creations for your clients the decisions are made uh, already but uh, the client may not know necessarily what uh clients may not know what they want so um how do you make sure that they can make a choice or they they tell you uh what they want how do, do you do any kind of exercise for making their choice easy for them
1: yeah I I mean I like to think so um I I definitely go through um some of the same questions for every client um just to help them through the process um because paper is is not the easiest medium to work with I do need to help them make decisions that'll make it easier for me to make the piece Hmm. um but yeah I think I think once I go through what the client wants necessarily as, as the piece, I, I sort of ask them, um, what is it that they want to be the focus in the piece? And then I sort of, I go from there, what, what do you want to be the secondary focus, the third, you know, the tertiary focus, um, and so on. So yeah, I definitely go through questions with each client that, that make it easier for them.
0: And then when you ask these questions and when you get answers to these questions, do you present, uh, several, uh, options to them? Uh, and then they can choose from it. Is that how it works? Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. Yes. And, then, um, and, and then you make, uh, those, um, pre-visualizations in sketchbook, I suppose that they can yes, choose from. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: So the, the sketchbook process, sometimes I'll do five different, um, full sketches for them Hmm. and sometimes they go back and forth maybe they like the third or the fourth better than the fifth so um yeah there's definitely a lot of choices that are presented um along the way
0: how long does this process take of back and forth between you and your client
1: well that it really depends um so for instance uh this golden gate piece i think i did four sketches total um and the fourth sketch was Sort of, um, sort of a um, for the client to see something in particular um, that they might have wanted, and they ended up going with the third sketch instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it helped a lot for them to be able to see what it would be like without this particular aspect in the piece, and they ended up going with um, with the previous sketch. So it it helps a lot. Um, it really, really makes the biggest difference for me.
0: And at at a time, uh, how many creations you are working on?
1: Um, that also depends. Uh, right now, I'm working on four. Um, and one of those is a personal creation. Um, so I spend the most time on clients' pieces. Um, but I, like I said, I try and and implement as much time for my, my own creation as well.
0: But then if you are working on four creations, uh, do you have, do you use any, um, any kind of system or like, uh, uh, how do you organize? <laughs> let, let me put it this way. Like, how do you, how do you organize your creations and your back and forth your client? I mean, is it through an email or is it through some kind of app? Uh, how, how do you,
1: Yeah, it's, it's mostly through email and, um, phone calls. Um, I prefer phone call personally. Um, but you know, it's, it's sort of like picking up a a different book while you're reading one, right? I mean, Mm. it's easy, it's, it's easy for me to switch between two, um, maybe switching TV channels is a better example, but, um, but yeah, I, I am lucky that I'm a fairly organized person. Um, I have a workshop that I've really set up to help me stay organized. Mm. Um, I've got these really large file folders and they're typically for architects, um, for maps mm. and each drawer is four feet by four feet. Um, wow. and it can fit, um, many, many things in that one drawer. So I typically, typically keep clients pieces separate from each other and fairly organized.
0: Hmm. um and then do you also create a catalog of your of your creations as well like where do you store the information the reason i'm asking uh, i will tell you the reason why i'm asking this so most yeah. of the times what has happened with me is um while creating a film, I may create like some templates or go through some processes which I think would be helpful for my next film. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to store that information somewhere or I can, I I have to create like a catalog of templates or catalog of my creations so that I can go back. It's kind of like my own creation is, uh, could become an inspiration for my next creation. So, um, so how do you Uh, keep track of your creations like do you keep you create a catalog do you keep all information in one place and how do you keep it
1: Um, yes so I do keep a catalog of every piece that I make um, and I do that with my photos app on my phone Hmm. I have an album for each piece, and while I'm creating, I take pictures along the way as well. Hmm. Um, so I store I store all of those creation process photos in a in a separate album for each piece. Hmm. Um, and then I, I take those photos and i I put them on my website. My website is a, a total, Catalog of all of my pieces, uh, from my private collection to pieces that are for sale. I have everything documented in photos and on my website.
0: Oh, that's great! So actually, this is this is a great uh, segue to go into the next portion of the interview, which is post creation. Like, how do you release, distribute, and market? So. Um, sure uh so you are saying you take pictures of your uh, steps in your creation and then you store them in an album and then also store them on your website um how do you remember to take pictures like (laughs) has it ever (laughs) happened has it ever Um, happened that you you forgot to take pictures
1: um luckily no i um i typically take pictures at the same time every day so when i come in um to my workshop I take a picture of where I start and I take a picture of where I finish at the end of the day um typically because clients expect to see the process um Mm -hmm. since it's it's not a typical medium um I think clients find it really interesting to see the, the actual cutting of the paper and how it all goes together um so I basically just take photos of the entire process and after it's finished i give them the finished piece and the album of photos of the entire process as well
0: so do you keep communicating with them while you are creating or this is like oh, yeah. an end so then so let's go back so you uh, this is really great that you take pictures uh, every day before you started be uh, after you finished that day but then yeah. do you send these photos to them on that day itself or do you send them as an album later
1: Good question. So every client's different. Some clients like to be surprised at the end of the piece. Mm. Um, but I still take those pictures all along the way, just because I know they'll want to see the process. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have had have had people want to see the progress, um, not necessarily daily, but yeah, for, fairly often.
0: But then if you have to send them uh, not necessarily daily but during your creation process how do you send the pictures to them uh, through email
1: typically with with text yeah i, oh, I okay. have, have texting conversations going um, throughout the process it's just it seems like it's faster okay. um it's a quick message rather than a formal email so um i think email is typically how I start communication with a client. Um, It's also how they they start communications with me if they find me through my website. Um, So at some point, we transition to text and I send photos that way.
0: So I'm just uh, curious, how do you uh, see yourself scaling up? Like, for example, right now you're working on four creations at a time, but do yeah. you see yourself creating, let's say, ten creations um, at one time and then if that's the case, how will you keep track of, like, texting ten people uh, <laughs> at, at that time? My, it, will, uh, it will be really cumbersome for you.
1: Yeah, I think I just broke a sweat thinking about working on ten pieces at a time. <laughs> um, that that would be a lot for me. Um, Yes, I I think I eventually do see that. I um, uh, another big part of my my work is being in galleries. And um, I think that is how I how I scale up the Mm -hmm. the more galleries I'm in the more um, custom pieces I get, you know, uh, people interested in. So I think I, I started working on just pieces for myself. And then when I got some attention, I had maybe one um, one custom piece every four months. Hmm. Um, and now, like I said, I'm working on four at this point. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's been the natural progression to have more and more to work on the more exposure I've gotten. Um, so yes, I am prepared. 10 pieces, I'm I'm up for it yeah
0: i mean uh my my question was uh, i mean with the uh, with more and more uh, folks knowing you you will uh, get more and more clients but my question was like if if you have 10 clients at a time uh, uh keeping them informed uh, via text would be then uh, like there is something an additional thing that you would have to do in addition to your creativity so so sure. Uh, so in that situation, uh, do you see yourself using any any technology at that, to- at that time uh, to hmm. to get these uh, kind of like non-creative things out of the way so that you can focus on your creative creative portion?
1: Um, I, I haven't thought about it too much because the system I have works fairly well, okay. um, and I have a lot of training with constant communication with people. Okay. I have a, a huge Egyptian family, and they all live within 20 miles of me. Hmm. Um, and I'm in probably five or six group chats uh, at once, all talking <laughs> okay. about different things. We have one specifically to share wordles. Um, so I, I think if there is something out there that can help me communicate with more people um, more easily, I think I'll, I'll definitely look into that. Hmm. But at, at this point, I feel I feel pretty good about how I communicate with people. Um, but yeah, efficiency is really important. And if I have 10 clients at once, there definitely might be something new that I need to implement.
0: Yeah, so I mean one thing that I always think is there is a difference between creativity and productivity right so productivity mm-hmm. is all about destinations like how fast and how quick uh, you reach uh, the destinations creativity is about the journey to those destinations um, yeah. and as as creative folks uh, we want to enjoy and amplify the experience of the journey and if somebody can take care of destinations for us that's great like for example um, i'll tell you i'll give you an example for social media publishing a post is a destination creating content for the post is a journey. I enjoy creating the post. I don't enjoy the publishing part of the <laughs> post. <laughs> so, uh, uh, because I, I really don't care, like, okay, oh, I have to open Instagram. I have to select the photo. I have to uh, select the, I mean, think about the text for the post. I have to think about the hashtags and I have to keep doing it so that I <laughs> I I um, keep uh publishing it consistently so do you do you feel uh, do you uh, do you face uh, similar challenges like how do you how do you market uh, yourself
1: um difficultly yeah i i am terrible with technology in general um especially when it comes to marketing myself um i use instagram pretty pretty frequently um but because the the pieces take up to four months, sometimes longer. Um, That destination of posting takes less than five minutes. And it's it's really unsatisfying because I've just spent four months creating something and then um, (laughs) posting takes five minutes. So, um, yeah, I I find difficulty with the destination. I think I really enjoy the journey and the creation process. yeah i i don't like to say this out loud but sometimes i i might slow down the process of creating so that i don't finish um as quickly so yeah i i i'm all about the creation process and the journey and the final post is just so unsatisfying um when i when i get there so (laughs)
0: um but do you uh so how, how do you then reach people like so uh, i mean one thing that i have experienced about social media is you need to be consistent on social media if yeah. you if you are not consistent then you won't get attention um yes. so uh, do you follow any any processes or any organization or anything like that for your social media presence
1: um no (laughs) no i don't um i think the way that i i market the best is in person um and like i said i do art fairs as often as Mm. i can and i'm in um some galleries and so when i'm in those galleries i typically talk to as many people as possible um and i think word of mouth has been the strongest marketing technique for me Mm -hmm. um but I absolutely feel the need to improve my social media presence. Um, but yeah, at this point, word of mouth is, is the best.
0: Great. Um, what is the biggest challenge you face in your creation process? And when I say creation process, I'm talking about like even from recording, uh, getting inspiration to marketing yourself, like the entire process, what, what's the biggest challenge you face?
1: The biggest challenge is not putting holes in the tissue paper um, while I'm working on the piece. It is, it's extremely delicate. um, And I often have to replace, you know, fairly large pieces of tissue paper just because a hole is created that I didn't even notice. Um, It is, it's extremely delicate. And it's the most difficult part of of all of this. Um, But also the most rewarding so so I don't have an issue with that
0: <laughs> how do you uh, handle the tissue paper do you use tweezers uh, how do you handle it
1: um no not typically I yeah I, I just use the exacto knife and sometimes I I use the the knife to transfer small pieces of tissue sometimes um you know half the size of my pinky nail um but I don't use tweezers I typically just use my hands
0: okay yeah uh i mean i haven't done any work with uh <laughs> tissue uh, paper before but i i can imagine like how difficult it would be to um n- i mean not put glue on <laughs> on areas where you shouldn't put glue like <laughs> i mean the, the the glue might seep in and then uh, your creation might get uh, um i mean the, the glue might be at places where you don't want it to be and then uh, you may yeah. need to recreate it. And then removing it might be another challenge too, like replacing <laughs> replacing a small yeah. tissue um, paper because uh, it's not like a removable thing, right? It's not like a... Uh, um, it will... I mean, it th- there might be some residue <laughs> that might be left on your creation. Um,
1: You'd be surprised, actually. Um, I have found ways to you know, hit the undo button and be able to remove pieces, Um, typically with just a little bit of water. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if the glue is already dry, I can just, you know, reactivate the glue with a little bit of water and be able to remove that piece. Specifically, I do that um, if there's a hole that I need to replace or um, if I don't like that color anymore and I want to change that particular piece, I can just remove it. It's actually fairly, fairly doable.
0: And your creations, do they, uh, are they by themselves or they are on a piece of glass?
1: Um, They're protected between two pieces of UV resistant acrylic. So uh, tissue paper can fade if you don't have that protection. Hmm. Um, So yeah, it's encased on both sides with acrylic.
0: And it is supposed to be in a place where a light can pass through it, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it changes throughout the day. So if the sun is coming across a piece, it, um, it changes. So.
0: great. Um, and you, you touched upon this a little bit, but, uh, how has digital technology impacted your creation process?
1: Oh, it's impacted it. Um, I'd say a lot, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's really beneficial when I'm visualizing something in my head. Um, the digital sketchbook app really just puts it in front of me and makes it mm. physical, um, and that was always a step that I skipped before I had it. So mm.
0: great. And um, what is the vision? Uh, what is your vision for your creations? Like, how do you see yourself creating ten years from now uh, with the tools and technology that you see around you right now?
1: um I really see myself using the exact same tools um and the same process I don't think that will change but what will change I think and I hope is the scale um Mm. and I'd like to push boundaries as well I'm I'm working on building wooden gears um to be able to make moving pieces Mm. so um so constantly pushing the boundaries with what paper can do and wood in general. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't see too much changing about the tools or the process, but um, but the scale and pushing boundaries in what I can do with that material. Um, that's that's what I hope to be doing.
0: Great. Uh, thanks a lot, Bernadette, for your time. It was great talking with yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashay. It was it was great meeting you, and I. I love being able to talk about the the tools and process I use. So I appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. If you are a creator, I would love to talk with you. Please connect with me through my website or social media. See you in the next episode.